that I didn't study for this calc test, please let me learn what a derivative is in the next 10 seconds so that I can pass this test. Not going to work. Unless the, maybe the Lord could do that. I don't know. That would be nice. When we want to be men and women of prayer, we have to pause on our life and make it a priority just as it was for Jesus. I've heard it said this way. We all are becoming someone. Some of us are happy with the man or woman that we're becoming. I mean, I think for most of us, if we took a step back and we assessed our personal walk with Jesus, a lot of us would be like, I, I could do better, right? Who you become is determined, I tr truly believe this, who you become is determined by how you pray. Every spiritual leader I've ever met or I've ever read about in the Bible, biographies, have been men and women of prayer. Who you become is determined by how you pray. So I imagine if we went around and I said, do you want to be a follower of Jesus? Yes, I do. Do you want to give your life to Jesus? Yes, I am. I've already done that. I've followed Jesus. Do you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus? Absolutely. Do you make prayer a priority in your life? Well, maybe. Sometimes. So, we see Jesus rising early, while it's still dark, departing, going to a desolate place, and he prayed. So we should prioritize prayer because Jesus did. And what would draw Jesus into actually praying in the first place? Like, what does Jesus have to gain by praying? He's God. Like, he could levitate everywhere if he wanted to. He could make anyone bow down to him if he wanted to. What does he do? He walks places. He talks to sinners. He spends time with sinners. Why? Because he loves people. And what does scripture tell us? We love because our father loved us first. I mean, prayer is just something we do because we are loved. Like when someone loves you, truly deeply loves you, I'm not just talking about romantic love, but loves you and cares for you, you want to invest in that relationship. When Megan and I were dating, we just wrote letters to each other all the time. Sappy, lovely letters. <laughs> they were so great. And uh, we went to the same college, and oftentimes we didn't have the same classes because there was like 50,000 people at our school. So we knew where each other parked, and we'd like leave notes on our cars or go to each other's houses and leave notes. Like we loved talking to each other because we loved each other. We still do love each other, so we talk to each other. That's why Jesus spoke with the Father, because he loved the Father, and he just wanted to talk to the Father. So I know that if we did like show hands, do you love God? Yes. So do you speak to him? And if you want to cultivate a habit of prayer in your life, it can't just be, okay, part one, I got to be a good Christian. Part two, I got to read my Bible. Part three, I got to go to church. Part four, I can't cuss. Point, point five, I can't do alcohol. Do alcohol. I can't do like all these, like, right? We're so Christian, we can't even know what we're talking about. And then number six, I got to pray. I got to do this. 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 What if I told you, I love God, therefore I talk to God? That's it. If you start with that as your number one priority, everything else falls into place. I promise you. You'll want to read the Bible more. You'll enjoy hearing from the word more. 
you'll be more. Like, it just, everything falls into place if that is our priority. But said this way, prayer is nothing at all unless it is a matter of vast and all-consuming importance for each one of us. All-consuming. I don't know about you, but like when I think of all-consuming, I think of the night before Christmas. And I know that I'm about to get presents. It consumes my entire mind. That's the only thing I'm thinking about on Christmas. The night on Christmas Eve, I'm not going around and talking to people like, hey, man, that weather outside's crazy. You know, you want to talk about, uh, uh, you know, the pineapples. No, I'm like, ta- <laughs> I'm talking, I'm like so focused on like what I'm going to get for Christmas. I'm, I'm like, I'm staying up late and then I'm waking up at an unholy hour that I've never woken up before in my entire life. All my presents are open before it's even light outside. We've already had breakfast. We've called grandma and it's like 530 because it's all consuming. It's everything we want. And then we finally get it and then we move on. It, like, takes every part of our mind. That's just what we want. Now, I know when we compare that to prayer, none of us are going to bed every night like, yes, I can't wait to wake up in the morning and talk to God. And, like, you're, like, sitting in your bed, like, ooh, like, smiling and, like, all jittery. And, like, you're waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and, like, ooh, I get to pray. Like, if you're like that, amen, that's awesome. That's not me. I'm waking up in the morning. I'm, like, I, like, I feel dead. Sometimes I think I am dead because I'm like, I'm so tired, right? It has to be all-consuming. So what does that look like for prayer to be all-consuming, for us to pause and to move into prayer? All right. So how should we prioritize prayer? Do five things. And we see this from Jesus' example in Mark 135. Number one, you've heard this so many times, pray early in the morning. You can pray anytime. That's the beauty of having a relationship with God. He's awake all the time. He doesn't have a voicemail. He's listening. But if we prioritize prayer, we do it early in the morning. Look at this. Rising very early in the morning while it was still dark. When it uses that, that term still dark, Mark uses a word that, that connotes that it was between 3 and 6 o'clock in the morning. That's when that word is used. Still dark. Three and six o'clock in the morning. You're like, what? Okay. Think through it this way. Did Jesus have an alarm clock? No. The only way you knew what time to wake up 2,000 years ago is when the sun woke you up. Or you heard an animal of some sort that was just going crazy. Or like someone else was stirring. You didn't have an alarm clock. But Jesus made a way to prioritize. Even before the sun is up, I am going to pray. This is, I believe, one of the greatest challenges our generation faces of being people who wake up early. You're like, well, what does that have to do with the Bible? Like, why are you telling me I got to wake up early in order to pray? I mean, let's be honest. If you prioritize your relationship with God, what's the first thing you want to do every single day? Just talk to God. If you were in a relationship, a boy or a girl, you prioritize that relationship, what's the first thing you want to do in the morning? Good morning. What's the last thing you're going to do at night? Good night. Sleep well. Love you. It consumes every thought. And there's something incredibly special about taking that first few moments of your day and giving it to the Lord as a sacrifice. 
And let me tell you, for me especially, it is a sacrifice to wake up early. I hate waking up early with the passion of a million burning suns. Seriously, is anyone with me on that one? It's awful. Literally from the pit of Satan is what I feel like waking up early. Okay, I can't stand it. But that cannot possibly be an excuse that I'm going to prioritize getting on my phone first in the morning. And I'm going to fill my mind with my Instagram feed, with Twitter, with politics, with Corona, (laughs) with all of these crazy things happening. Waking up early in the morning, putting pause on everything that's to come the rest of that day, says my priorities on you. All right. Number two. Pray when you don't want to. If you only prayed when you wanted to, you're never going to pray. Maybe sometimes you're going to want to pray, but that's only when you need something. Like, honestly, that's, that's when most people are felt to, to pray is when we need something or we want something. Pray when you don't want to. Charles Spurgeon puts it this way. Pray until you can really pray. One of the most freeing things you can do is wake up early in the morning and just be honest with the Lord and say, I don't want to pray right now. I don't want to get out of bed. He already knows you're thinking those thoughts. He's not going to be like, what? You said last night you're going to wake up early and pray to me. Oh, I'm so mad. Like, he's not surprised by it. So just being honest, like, God, I'm telling you right now, I could care less about praying. I would just love 20 more minutes of sleep. Stressed out about the day, I could just use some sleep. Even that, God's like, I already know that. And then turning it and say, help me to pray. And I don't want to, but help me. Pray when you don't want to. And again, for me, I definitely don't want to pray early in the morning. I want to sleep more. So we wake up early, pray when we don't want to. And then number three, pray without distractions. I know a lot of us, our parents don't allow phones in our rooms when we go to bed. Maybe some of you do. For me, I'm my own adult, so I keep my phone in my room. I have to learn to keep it away from me so that the first thing I do isn't wake up, scroll, and then 30 minutes later, I'm like at the bottom of the pit of Instagram, and I'm like, I've just seen that post 18 times, and like now I'm back to Twitter, and then like, oh, I wonder if someone else posted it at 5.30 in the morning on Instagram. And then like I'm going back and forth, and then my grandma said something on Facebook, because that's what... Only people on Facebook are grandmas. And you just go back and forth, and that's what I'm filling my mind with. You have to get those distractions away from you. Guys, we live in a time and place in which we're always watching something, we're always listening to something, we're always saying something. I am, like, number one criminal of this. I'm always listening to music. If you follow me during the day, I wake up, most likely I'll turn on Spotify, I'll listen to music, get in my car, podcast or Spotify, and then get into my office, Spotify's on, listening to music the whole entire time. And I get home, I call someone, I'm talking. Like, there's always something inundating me. I'm talking, I'm watching, like, always. Remove those distractions. Remove the TV, the phone, the iPod, the iPad. Remove those. Get rid of the distractions. What does Jesus do? He departs from the disciples. You know what the disciples could be to Jesus sometimes? A distraction. 
One time, Peter, like, is literally trying to get at Jesus, and Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Tells that to Peter. So Jesus removes himself from distractions. Number four, pray in a specific place. Pray in a specific place. Like, lay claim to an area in your house. Maybe, maybe it's your car. If you can drive, like, that is such a sacred place that you, it's your car. Lay claim to a sacred place where every morning, this is my prayer corner. This is my prayer chair. This is my part of the, the couch that is the, my sacred area where I meet the Lord. I mean, tell people that. Like, mom, dad, just want to let you know. I have laid claim to that chair. That's where I'm going to pray. What, something special happens when you make it something specific that you go to morning after morning, day after day. I mean, I've heard stories of, of pastors and just men and women of prayer that would have parts of their house where they would just be on their knees praying for decade after decade, and there would just be like a divot in the carpet from their knees being there. I mean, they're not like running on their knees. They're just literally just on their knees. And can you imagine how much time that would take? Like, start thinking of a place for us, it's probably our house. Start thinking of a place in your home that is your sacred space. This is where I will meet with the Lord every morning. When it gets nicer outside, maybe it's, I'm going to go for a walk. This is where I will meet with the Lord. For some of us who can drive, this 15 minutes I get, it's quiet. Yeah, I got to pay attention to the road. We're not like, Jesus is real. That's not what we're doing, Okay. <laughs> But it's your sacred space. It's special. It's yours. And if someone else says, that's my prayer chair, say, uh-uh, that's mine. That's where I meet with God. Make it something special. Like something you're kind of excited, like, I get to meet with, with God this morning. This is my space. Okay. Pray in a specific place. And number five, pray every day. Pray every day, even when you don't want to. 99% of prayer is just showing up. 99% of prayer is just showing up. I mean, think about this. The prayer part is easy. It's just talking or thinking. Like, we all do that all the time. We're always thinking. We're always talking. But the actual getting there to being in a point in which you are going to pray is the hardest part because you got to get rid of all distractions. You should wake up early. You should make it a pri priority. You should find a space for that. All of that is the hardest part of prayer if we actually sit back and think about it. And if we do that, we've just done 99% of the work, and now we can speak to the Father. You create a habit in two months. In two months, if you do something Every day, for two months, you will create that habit for the rest of your life. It becomes harder to create a habit when you become an adult. So this is the time, if you're going to create a habit in your life, you need to do it now. Most of us have the habit of scrolling through our phone in the morning because we did it for two months, and now we're hooked. So now it's going to take some time to unhook ourselves from doing that. Two months, every day, just show up. So prioritize prayer. This is how we do it. And Jesus paused to pray. 
think, think this through. Jesus, again, is God, fully God, fully man. If I'm Jesus, I'm like, okay, I can heal everyone on the earth, so what should I be doing? I should probably wake up super early and just be like, zap, 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 like healing people, like preaching the gospel, always doing something, always telling people about the kingdom of God, always telling people to repent, always healing, always more that I can be doing. I'm so busy. I have all these things. And what is, Jesus puts a pause on his ministry just to go and be quiet and to speak to the Lord. We live in an age where the most common response to how are you doing is good, I'm busy. Does anyone feel busy right now? There's a lot going on. Like just school alone is busy. Who has a job as well? Okay, you're busy. I get it. I've been there. You're busy. Jesus, of all people, should have been the busiest person on the planet. But he prioritizes prayer. Wakes up early, departs, goes to a desolate place where he prayed. We see this. Psalm 46.10, be still, stop being busy, and know that I am God. That word be still in the Hebrew means stop. Stop what you're doing, pause what you're doing, put it behind you, and get this, I'm God. In other words, like, stop trying to be God and know I'm God. Stop and know that I'm God. So when we sit down, we've prioritized prayer, we've woken up early, we've gotten rid of distractions, we are uh, finding the sacred place, we're praying even when we don't want to. So what's the, what's the first step of, of prayer? What's this? So it's really to center our mind on God. Now, there is no like, if you just do this for 45 minutes, or if you just do this for 15 seconds, there's no specific time to this, okay? Just something you have to figure out what works best for your mind. But when we sit down to prayer, to pray, we center our mind on God. And this is when our eyes are everywhere else, our mind is everywhere else. We're thinking about that math test. We're thinking about what that person said to us. We're thinking about that Instagram post. We're thinking about sending that text. We're thinking about what the text we got. We're thinking about that word. Everything's going on. We center our mind and our eyes are on God. So how do we do this? Four steps. These might sound really weird and, like, mystical. They're not, okay? I'm not trying to be, like, all new age with you, but follow along with me. First step is just to relax. Like, we are the most tense, anxious, and stressed generation probably to ever exist. We're always stressed about something. So... Put yourself in a position where you relax, not in your bed, okay, because you're going to go to sleep. Put yourself in a position where you're relaxed and find an appropriate posture to pray. I have found when I put myself in a posture that is not arms crossed, eyes closed, something different, I'm going to pray. Because my body is reflecting this desire to pray, even if my mind doesn't want to. So oftentimes, there are many ways to do this, okay? The very simplest thing just to sit down, your palms up in the air. Idea that you're just receiving from the Lord. Just palms up. You might want to put hands up. Some of us might want to stand. Maybe it's walking. 
Maybe it's lying down on the ground sometimes, face down on the ground. But very simply, seated, palms on our legs, face up towards God. The next step is just to breathe. Just breathe. Like, just take a second and, like, slow down. You'd be surprised just doing, like, 30 seconds of breathing exercises how much chill and calm you can feel. Even after sleeping, just... I mean, we see this image in Scripture all the time of God literally breathing life into people. How does he breathe life into Adam? Creates him out of the dust. His ruah, his spirit, breathed into Adam. The valley of the dry bones, what does God do? Breathes over all of these skeletons, come back to life. To give the, the Holy Spirit to the disciples, what does Jesus do? He breathes on them. I'm not saying it's like, when I breathe in, I'm breathing in more Holy Spirit. So I'm like, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. But it's just this idea of just slowing down, centering our eyes. So we get ourselves into a, a posture, we relax, we breathe. And then this is going to sound super weird for a lot of us, but it's so helpful. We speak. What I mean by that is, think of a phrase, a short phrase, four or five words maybe, that you repeat whenever your mind goes somewhere else. Get, again, this could be a, a two-minute process. This could be a 20-minute process. We're in a posture. We're relaxed. We're slowed down. We're breathing. And then I'll, I'll use a variety of phrases. Something that Brother Lawrence did. He's a super famous dude. He existed like 500 years ago. He would just repeat, sometimes for like hours at a time, my God and my all. Um, at Revive, you heard me talk about a guy named Count Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf. What was <laughs> I know. I'm going to name my cat that. Um, he was famous for saying, I only desire one thing, Jesus and only Jesus. Jesus, only Jesus. I know people that will just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So when our mind gets thrown away to something else, what we do is we, okay, we stop, pause, thank you, Jesus. And it's not like if you just say this phrase 15 times, then the Lord's going to enter into your presence and deliver you from all, that's not what I'm saying. But just this one phrase, maybe it's a Bible verse that you're reading, be still. Be still. And that centers our eyes on God. And then from that moment forward, we can enter into a time of just worshiping God. If we pause before we start to pray, this changes so much of our prayer life. It really does. So instead of waking up in the morning, finding a chair, all right, God, uh, I got a test today. Help me with, like, just immediately jumping into everything you can pray about to pause, relax, breathe. Speak and then repeat that whenever you get caught off guard, whenever you start thinking about something else. Again, this is not like just do this for one minute or just do this for one hour. It, it could be different each morning. Okay, so I want you to think for a second. Maybe you've already written it down. Where are you going to pray in the morning? When will I pray? And what steps must I take to prioritize prayer? So maybe you've already thought about that. And let me just say one last thing with this. This does not just apply to waking up early and praying. Okay, this applies to 
every aspect of prayer. Just think about for a second, the middle of school, you're stressed. Maybe you just got a grade back that you weren't expecting. Maybe you just got an assignment that you weren't expecting. Maybe you forgot to turn in an assignment that you weren't expecting. Take a second, whether that's in the classroom or not, go to the bathroom for like two minutes. Pause. Relax. Maybe it's like being that weird, like, like in the bathroom. Palms up. Breathe. Thank you, Jesus. Help me with the rest of this day. Amen. That, your eyes are on God the rest of your day. Folks, I mean, you could do that a million times during the day. You could do that one time during the day. It's not just the morning. But you want to prioritize your relationship with God early in the morning, waking up, finding a desolate place, the sacred place, and praying. All right? So we're going to continue talking about uh, R, which is rejoice. A is ask. Y is yield. If you were guessing, some of you are probably trying to figure out what it is. Uh, There you go. We're going to continue that through the next few weeks. Hopefully it will be encouraging for you. I'm going to pray for you. And then you guys are dismissed. Let me pray. Father God, how good it is to know that we can enter into your presence. And we can bring any request to you, any desire that we have to you. Not because we expect you to answer all of them and to give us what we want, but because we can enter into your presence and speak to the God of the universe who knows us. Father, help us to be men and women of prayer, to pause, push away the distractions, find the sacred place, pray when we don't want to, and center our eyes and our minds and our lives upon you. Help these high schoolers to do just that. Early in the morning, God, give them the burning desire early in the morning. Give me a burning desire early in the morning to prioritize prayer. And we thank you. Thank you that we can even speak to you and give you all the praise. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I think you guys are dismissed.